Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 6. And while you're finding that, I just want to say it one more time. If you're parents or grandparents and um, you have children, uh, kindergarten, uh, all the way up, well, kindergarten through fifth is to four o'clock. We're going to start preschool a few weeks later. Uh, the preschool, we jammers or we chair, I'm not even sure which we're calling it this year, but the we something, amen. And uh, those preschoolers, we're going to be starting them up soon. But today, K through fifth at four o'clock with the kickoff for those children's choirs or for that children's choir. And then, of course, uh, Ignite and Impact Youth will all be happening at 5 p.m. this afternoon. And parents are invited to be here with it with them as well um, for that. So uh, we are excited to kick some things off. Also, we are excited to have our JARS uh, mission crew, and, and they will be out here after the service uh, and invite you to go check out the boat. And no, that's not my boat. Just, yeah, I, I want to make that clear. But our JARS, the JARS mission team is right over here. I'm going to ask if they will stand up. I don't know if we can get a light on them or not, but there they are right there. Amen. Amen. Right now, y'all reach over their way. Let's just pray over them. Lord, we know that your word is truth and your word is what will bring life to this hurting world today. And so we thank you for the ministry of jars. We thank you for them interpreting your word to many different languages and distributing your word, God. Now, Lord, just bless them. Lord, let their greater days be better than the former days. And Lord, we pray right now the latter days be greater than the former days. And we just pray for your Holy Spirit to use them mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. I promise I'm going to read it this time. 23, Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 6. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people, you have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. And in the days of Judah will be saved. And Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. Now may it speak to our hearts and our lives in such a way that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, have you ever thought about what a remnant is? 
what an actual remnant is. Now, remnants can be many different things. One thing could be a remnant of fabric. That is a, a piece of fabric that's been cut off or left over or scattered. Or, and and uh, it can just be by itself. Sometimes it's torn. Sometimes it, it may uh, be frazzled or what I call frazzled if, if it's like that. And, and it can be just that. Uh, we know that remnant, uh, remnants of fabric, uh, many times after a sewing project, there's always remnants that are left over. We also know that remnants, uh, when we think about the remnant, we may think about, uh, especially right now, as you think geopolitically about remnants, you think about how the Taliban was a remnant, and evidently they were a better remnant than folks realized, and uh, not better, but stronger remnant than folks realized. And now we are praying for remnants of people, of Christians and any people, Afghan interpreters, Americans, any remnant of folks that want to get out of there to get out. Um, we know especially also you think about remnants of endangered species and that there's remnants of certain species that are left and, and, and in a certain space and they are the remnants of that species that is left. Well, the Bible talks about remnants, and the remnant that is in the Bible speaks, uh, that the Bible speaks of is a remaining group of people who are faithful when many others have turned away. And in Jeremiah's time, God's people, the Israelites, were there, and they had, because of certain, uh, their kings had made bad deals with pagan kings and others, then they have been scattered and exiled. And part of the Old Testament, especially when you get into Nehemiah and, 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 and Ezra and even in Esther, were all a part of the exile, after the exile, the post-exilic exile period. And so God had scattered his people because of these bad deals that were made by their leaders, spiritual leaders, political leaders, all of that, they had been scattered. And I want you to listen to what Jeremiah says about this in Jeremiah 23, verses 1 and 2. It says, Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Says the Lord, therefore thus says the Lord of God of Israel, against the shepherds who feed my people, you have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. Now, we may, we may look at local churches during this time, especially uh, in the U.S. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and give you some good news. There are more Christians in the world today than there ever has been. Amen, amen. Y'all, let's praise God for that. There are, that is not true in the U.S. In fact, in the U.S., it has been, Christianity has been declining. And I just have to wonder if maybe somewhere along the line there's so many churches in the U.S. that are declining because maybe its leadership is not what it's supposed to be. Amen? I, I'm talking, oh, come on now. I'm talking about preachers. I'm talking about preachers, I'm talking about pastors, but I'm also talking about lay leadership. I'm talking about small group leaders. I'm talking about lay, the leaders of the church and the, and, and the boards and the councils and all of that. I'm talking about uh, not only in the church in that way, but I'm talking about the leadership in families. Oh, I know y'all said I didn't come for this this morning. I'm talking about leadership in families. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Leadership in families. 
as well. And maybe we are having the, just a remnant left that God is wanting to bring together because of the failed leadership that is there. But the good news about this passage is, is that God's doing something and has a calling for a remnant to come forth. And so I want to look at that for a few minutes this morning. What kind of remnant are we called to be? What kind of remnant are we called to be? Number one, we are called to be a gathered remnant. We're called to be a gathered remnant. Now, I know because of COVID, we've had to gather in different ways. We've had to gather with masks or gather with social distancing or gather with online and engaging the best we can. We've used Zoom. I know there's some people that says, I will never want to see another Zoom. Guess what? We're probably going to see some Zooms. Amen. But, uh, but I don't know. But, but we're having to gather in many different ways. But God wants to gather his remnant. Look at what happens, Jeremiah 23, 3a. But I will gather together the remnant of my flock from wherever I have driven them. You hear that? He, wherever you've been driven to, maybe you feel isolated spiritually. Maybe you feel like culture has driven you away. Maybe you just feel like for whatever reason that, that you're saying, God, I, I'm nowhere where I need to be with you right now. And, and, and how can you use me? God has given us a promise that no matter how far we've run, no matter how far we've gone, he has not given up on us and he's going to gather a remnant for us. Amen. He's gathering a remnant. We are his gathered remnant. See, folks, here's the thing. We are so much better together. We are so much better together. You think about a rope. Now, I used to work in rescue, and, and we used to have ropes and knots and classes and lowers and lower folks off the side of a building or lower ourselves off the side of a water tower and, and things. And we had to put a lot of trust in those ropes. And we even learned, I remember my first ropes, knots, and lowers class, we learned the anatomy of a rope. I know that sounds wild, the anatomy of a rope. What in the world? It's just a bunch of... Here's the thing. It is a bunch of individual threads. And you know good and well that those threads, when they are by themselves, can tear. Even some of the best nylon threads can tear. But it is the way that they are braided together, the way that they are woven together, that they are able to carry any weight that they need to carry and what they need to carry for those rescues to be done. I'm here to tell you, God is gathering us as a remnant because by ourselves, we are nothing but a bunch of flimsy threads. But God wants to, he wants to just braid us together by the power of his Holy Spirit and use us to be the remnant that we are called to be. Amen? He's gathering a remnant. Not only are we called to be a gathered remnant, we are called to be a fruitful remnant. We're called to be a fruitful remnant. Listen, look at Jeremiah 3b, I mean 23, 3b. I will bring them back into their own fold and they will be fruitful and increase in number. See, I've heard a lot of people say, well, it don't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter if the church is growing or not, as long as we're just being faithful with what we're called to do and that kind of thing. Let me tell you something. I believe if we are being faithful, we will be fruitful. I honestly believe that. I think people have used that faithful thing as a cop-out for way too long. I believe if we're doing what God's called us to do, then God is going to add to his number. He's going to continue to gather us, and he's going to continue to bless us. Listen, the church is not an organization. I know it has to run like a business sometimes and all those kind of things. I get that. But we are an organism. We are a living organism, the living body of Christ. And one of the functions of an organism is to reproduce 
produce. And we need to be disciples making disciples. And if we're not producing, something's wrong. Amen? Amen. We need to be reproducing other disciples and spreading the gospel for the kingdom. We are called to be a faithful remnant. Listen, Jesus says in John 15, he talks about divine and the branches, and he says, you're a branch connected to divine, and you're going to produce fruit. And for those that are not producing fruit, he says, they'll be cut off and thrown into thrown to the shaft. And that does not sound pretty to me in any way. Y'all, I, yeah, I said pretty. That does not sound pretty in any way. It sounds pretty bad. What he's saying is we are called to be a fruitful remnant. Number three is this. Not only are we called to be a gathered remnant and a fruitful remnant, but we are called to be a faithful remnant. We're called to be a faithful remnant. Now, I told you a while ago, you can't just go on being faithful, but the fruitfulness is not going to come if there's not faithfulness there. Look at what he says there in verse 4. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds to care for them, and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one of them will be lost or missing, says the Lord. He says, I will appoint. Now, that lets us know, first of all, that God must be a Methodist because we appoint our preachers. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But, the, uh, but no, but he's saying, I'm, listen, if you're not going to lead, I'll get them to somebody that will. He's saying that about pastors. He's saying that about lay leaders. He's saying that about teachers, Sunday school teachers, and everybody, all of us. I believe he's saying that about fathers. Okay, come on now. I mean it, fathers, I'm just going to speak to you for a minute. You are called to be. Now, this does not put you up over the wife. Do not get that I'm saying that. I will get some nasty email from the women after that. No, it does not mean that you are the boss of the wife or whatever. I'm just saying that fathers are called to be the spiritual guides and leaders for their families. We're called to be that. And that means that we need to be the examples that we're supposed to be. That means that we don't need to be caught up with our hobbies and our toys or our careers so much or or whatever to uh, play in video games that we're not doing what we're supposed to do and that church is not a priority in our life. It's got to be because we're dealing, come on now, we're dealing with the eternal destinies of our children and our young people. It's that important. I, I remember years ago I was at uh, my former church and we had we would have musical groups come and do concerts like we do here and there was a, a group that came and they were from a little town Elm City North Carolina and you probably if you know where that's at it's up somewhere near Rocky Mount but anyway Elm City North Carolina and I remember the group was called the Oak Grove Boys they were a Southern Gospel group live band loved them and I, I remember the bass player kind of giving a little testimony that night. Um, before their last song. And I won't ever forget, he said that he had gone, they had gone fishing and taken his family to the beach. And he was walking down the beach and his little boy, about three years old, was walking behind him. And he said he kept kind of turning around as he was walking, make sure that the little boy was there. And he noticed that his little son was kind of skipping, kind of hopping like that right there, kind of doing like that right there, little tiny legs, feet. And, and, and so he finally turned around and asked him, what are you doing? And he said, Dad, I'm trying to walk in your footprints. I'm trying to walk in your footsteps. In other words, the dad was making the footprints in the sand there, and the little boy was trying his best. Folks, let me tell you something. Our children, our youth need some people with some good footprints to walk behind. Amen? Amen. 
and moms and dads and grandparents and aunts and uncles or whether you are a Sunday school teacher, let's give them the good example that they need to walk in the right direction and the right way. Amen? That's a faithful remnant. And lastly is this. We are called to be a kingdom remnant. If, if we are a gathered remnant and a fruitful remnant and a faithful remnant, then I believe that we are going to be a kingdom remnant. Now, what that means is that we are going to be building God's kingdom here on earth. We are a part of that. We are preparing his kingdom for the king who will return. And listen, God's kingdom now, a lot of people think about God's kingdom and they think it's some certain way. God's kingdom, Jesus talked a lot about God's kingdom. You know what? He said everybody have enough in God's kingdom. So if we're here in Wilmington and we want it to be, uh, you know, as at Wilmington as it is in heaven, then we are going to be praying for God's, God's power and for God's provision to be for everybody here. And we need to make sure as a church that we're helping to make that happen. We, you know, the kingdom says, uh, the Bible says about the kingdom that, that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. That is totally opposite of what we live our lives sometimes. Folks, it means, God's kingdom means it's not about me. It's not about my wants and my needs and all of that. No, it's about doing for others. It's about lifting up others. It's about, it's about sharing the gospel with others. And folks, if we're going to be the remnant that he has called us to be, then we have to be about kingdom business. I love it. Verse 5, uh, verse five says it like this. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will place a righteous branch on King David. And we know that that time in partly came when Jesus came. He said that the kingdom of God has come near to you. And he initiated the kingdom with that. But you know what the good news is? He's coming again. And one day he's going to consummate that kingdom that he inaugurated whenever he came the first time. And until then, we should be building that kingdom here on earth and allowing God to build it through us as the church. Now, you may be saying, Tim, I'm just a little remnant. I'm just one little remnant. What in the world can I do? And even more than that, Tim, I, I'm not even just a little, one little remnant. I'm a, I'm a torn remnant. I'm a broken remnant. Man, I can't even get myself right. What in the world are you talking about me being a part of this kingdom remnant and all of that? Let me tell you something. The good news is God's grace takes us as broken remnants. And you know what God does? He takes all those remnants and he can make, he can make a beautiful, beautiful quilt of God's kingdom out of the remnants. Amen? That's exactly what God desires to do. That's what God wants to do for in each and every one of our lives. And, and this, one of my former churches made this for me. It's a prayer quilt, and they had signed the back and prayed over it and stuff. But it's made up of many different remnants. And let me tell you something. That's exactly what God wants to do with us. And so this morning, in just a minute, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to give you a chance to respond in a way, and we're going to ask everybody to do this, uh, just starting at the front, kind of like we used to do communion, and uh, there's two baskets up at that table for the back two quadrants, and then these are for this quadrant, and, and I'm going to invite everybody to come through. If you can't come through, get somebody to get you one, and everybody to come through and pick up a remnant. Pick up a remnant, 
And I want you to take it home. I want you to put it somewhere you see it every day. Maybe it's on your refrigerator. Maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's, uh, don't block your rearview mirror. But anyway, maybe put it somewhere. Maybe it's in your bathroom. And I want you to be reminded. I want us to be reminded, all of us, that we are God's remnant. And that God wants to do something incredible in our lives. And He is weaving us. He's sewing us into a beautiful quilt for the kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you're not done with your church. Lord, and even what seems like the midst of chaos, Lord, if we will seek you, God, you have given us a promise that you will come, that you will be right there, and that, Lord, we can run to you. Now, Lord, help us to be that gathered remnant. Help us stick together. Lord, help us be that fruitful remnant so that we make more disciples. Lord, help us to be that faithful remnant so that we will be the ones that you've called us to be and so that those coming after us will see that and will know that and will follow that. And Lord, help us to be your kingdom remnant who is making a way for you to do great things in our lives. In Jesus' name.